Welcome to Next Half, Best Half, a podcast from Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine. My name's Marie Elium. I'm editor of Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine, and Next Half, Best Half is sponsored by Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. We'll start our podcast after a brief message from our sponsor. Did you know about the benefits you receive when you volunteer? Besides meeting others, doing good in your community, and being productive, there are many health benefits from consistent activity. Reach out to Greater Cleveland Volunteers to learn what's available for you. Call 216-391-9500, extension 2116, and learn more at greaterclevelandvolunteers.org. Today's guest is Brandon P. Smith. He's the Public Affairs Specialist with the Social Security Administration based in Cleveland. A Cleveland native, he joined the Social Security Administration in 2003. He's the primary contact for media relations, outreach, and presentations for the agency in Cuyahoga, Lake Lorraine, and Geauga counties. Brandon is also the author of Northeast Ohio Boomer's Social Security and You blog, which you can find on our website, northeastohioboomer.com. Thanks for being here, Brandon. And I have a lot of questions about Social Security, a topic, honestly, I, I, I never really paid much attention till, to until I started to approach Social Security age, and I realized my friends were all talking about it. I suppose I'm not really alone in in that respect, am I? Probably not. And and first off, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me on your show. I've had the pleasure of knowing you for a couple of years. You always put a a, a smile on my face oh, when thanks. we chat. So uh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to adventure. this adventure with you today. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. So why am I? What what's wrong with me? Why didn't I really care about Social Security? And now I don't really feel as if I know a lot about it. Help me out here. You know, I, I think for a lot of people, it just sort of sneaks up on them. You know, you you wake up one day and you realize like, oh, shoot, I'm in my late 50s or, or early 60s. I may want to start paying attention to Social Security. You know, we're we're always there. You know, we were signed in a law August 14th, 1935 by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. But, you know, people... You know, they know their Social Security number. They hopefully know where their Social Security card is. They, you know, know that they got to put it on, you know, their tax information. But, you know, for the most part, we're just sort of, you know, there, just sort of hovering in the background. I think one time I told people we're kind of like the the cryon on the bottom of a screen when you're watching a news channel or a sports channel. You see yeah. it? You see it there? You know, okay, what was the Guardian right, score? Right. And what did Ohio State do last week? But you're not really actively, you know, paying attention as a, as a uh, alumnus of the University yeah. of Akron. I don't check the scores too often, but uh, go Zips. But, um, you know, I just think it, and all of a sudden, you know, bang, you're of age. And now it's like, oh, okay, I got to, you know, get my proverbial ducks in a row. So I think that just, that's just, you know, people are busy. You got a lot on your plate, family, friends, well, you know, work. So I just think people are often. When should busy. we start? checking about our social security contributions and when should we really start paying attention to it other than the fact that it's a an item on our paycheck stubs 
and it shows that money's going into it. You know, I don't know if there's uh, sort of a one-size-fits-all age. I'd say, you know, once you enter the workforce, assuming you're paying into Social Security, um, you may want to create a My Social Security account off our website, ssa.gov slash my account, and just give your, your statement a cursory glance. You know, if you're in your late 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, just to make sure that we have the correct earnings information for you, just to give you a general idea of how much okay. your benefits could potentially be when you become eligible, uh, how much you would get in the event of you unfortunately become unable to work because of a physical, mental, or psychological uh, condition. You know, none of us know when we're going to meet our maker, so you may want to not to be morbid, you may want to check out the statement just to see, you know, how much your loved ones would get in the event of your untimely passing. So I'd say if you're in your 30s or 40s, it's probably a good time because you've probably been in the workforce for a decade uh-huh. or so, not longer. Um, I, I, I wouldn't wait until you're 66 or 67. You know, you want to look at it a little bit sooner than that. I, I have, I've gone online and I have a social security account and I, I access it. And I was surprised at how easy it was to do that. And I think that might be something that uh, people who aren't accustomed to doing things online might find a little daunting. I, I, tell me about that. What, what's involved with getting a, an online account and checking things on your own? Yeah, so you, you know, you'd go to our website, once again, social security or ssa.gov slash my account and start the process of creating account. But let me pull back, you know, real quick. I I try to be as neutral as possible. I'm like a, a beige <laughs> pair of pants when it comes to talking to people about is something okay. uh, uh, pants with pleats. I'm still one of those pleat guys. From the perspective of, uh, hey, is yeah. it difficult or is it hard to go online? And, I, you know, I. And maybe this is the only child in me. Maybe this is the Taurus in me, but I'm a little bit stubborn because I say, look, I don't know what difficult or easy is to you as the individual. Um, you, you, you know, you know, these days in 2022, you know, for a lot of people, depending on your financial situations, having Internet access, it's, mm-hmm. it's another utility. You know, it's like water, your gas bill. So. I, I, I think a lot more people are, are online than they maybe want to give uh-huh. themselves credit for. If you shop online, if you do your taxes online, you have the innate skills okay. to right. be able to create a my well, social security account. As an aside, can people still go into a social security office and, and talk to a, a person? Does that still happen? It does, but you know, the world is a slightly different place than it was uh-huh. a couple of years ago. So we are, for the safety of everybody, we are encouraging those that can to at least see if you can get your, you know, your situation, your question answered online first, because, you know, the website is available whenever you want it to be. You know, you can pull up the information yeah. on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop, right. on your desktop. You can file for benefits online. If that doesn't work for you, then we would suggest maybe calling first. You can call our toll-free national number at 1-800-772-1213. But yes, the local offices are open 
for face-to-face -face interaction. The offices are open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Okay. to 4 p.m., closed on the weekends and closed on the 11 federal holidays. There are, everybody's definition of the greater Cleveland and Akron area is gonna be different, but there are eight offices in Cuyahoga County. There are two offices in Summit County. You know, there's an office in Medina County and Lake sure. County and Lorraine County. So, you know, if you live in the greater Cleveland area, there's more than likely an office not too far away from you. When someone goes online to check their contributions over the years, and as I understand it, you need to work or contribute for 10 years before you qualify to draw Social Security. Is that correct? Yeah. For retirement benefits, a person needs to be at least 62 years old and have worked and paid into a Social Security covered job for at least 10 years on a part-time basis. Those 10 years do okay. not have to be consecutive. Um, 10 years of work will give you what we call 40 credits. You can earn up to four credits per year. This year in 2022, one credit of coverage is earned for every $1,510 that you make. So if a person makes, what is that, $6,040 this year, he, she, they have earned four credits towards the 40 okay. that they would need right, for benefit eligibility. Sense. And then what What if I go on there and it it shows uh, 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 that I had earnings, that my earnings were incorrect? What do I do? Is that hard to, how do I prove that or what do I do? So let's say, you know, you pull up your, your statement annually sure. every other year or so. And you say, hey, look, you know, 2019 looks a little off or, you know, I definitely right. made more than this in 2021. Well, you know, the, the hope is that you still have proof of what your earnings should have been. So, you know, I, I'd say the average person can probably still get their hands on their 2021 or 2020 or 20, you know, 20 uh, uh, W-2. So you just submit a copy of that to your local office so that we can correct the record. See, you know, that's the big thing. I, and I don't want to motivate anybody to do anything based on fear. And for most of the listeners, I'm sure their earnings information okay. is perfectly correct. Right. But, you know, mistakes do happen. Uh, a payroll person may have transposed a couple of numbers. You know, stuff happens. So check it just to make sure it looks right. And if you see that something that's wrong, you know, just bring in your tax documents that show how much you actually did earn that right, year. Look, we we're going to stop here for a short break and hear from our sponsor. And when we return, we're going to talk more about Social Security because I have a ton of questions. Did you know there are many benefits from volunteering? Not only are you a productive member of society in your community by providing much needed tasks for a nonprofit agency to carry out their mission, but you also benefit as well. Studies show that consistent movement and interactions produce positive brain, heart, and joint results. Plus, let's be honest, it's fun to volunteer and support a group or cause that's important not only to the community, but also to you personally. Lots of things have health benefits, not many are also fun. Not sure what to do? Reach out to Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities. Give us a call at 216-391-9500, extension 2116 or go to our website, greaterclevelandvolunteers.org. Okay, we're back now with Brandon P. Smith. 
He's the public affairs specialist with the Social Security Administration based in Cleveland. And we were just talking about going online to access your benefits, to check your um, what wages were reported to Social Security. So here's here's the the question. Uh, when when should I apply for Social Security benefits? And how do I decide that? And can you tell me what to do? And I think I know the answer to this. <laughs> but I'm going to make you say it anyway. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you're you're uh, <laughs> lobbing those nice softballs at me this morning. So, re- regarding when you should take your benefit, that's always going to be a question for the person that okay. is in the mirror looking back at you. You know, take the benefit when you need to, want to, or have to, based on your individual situation. You know, you gotta play your mortality into the equation, what's your health situation looking like? How long did your parents live? Okay. What's your financial situation looking like? Do you need the money now versus later? You know, that's the thing. We can give people information regarding what makes them eligible for benefits. We can give them benefit estimates, but we can't sort of lay it out on the silver platter and say, we decree that this is the specific age in which you should take benefits. I mean, we're, you know, we aren't financial planners, we aren't financial advisors, we're not soothsayers nor fortune tellers. You know, that's that's just one of those things where a person has to, you know, decide for themselves or, you know, their family situation when it's the best time for them to start collecting, you know, those, those benefits. That's a very, that's a good answer. I, I But I, it's still not like the one I... I thinking I, I want you to just tell me but I, I and I know you can't but tell me this what statistically what what is the average age people start drawing social security maybe I could just be a, a copycat and do what other people do and, and the only thing that always worries me about when people ask those type of questions is I always say well, what, what does it matter what most people do? I, I said this a couple of days ago at a presentation. I, yeah. like a lot of people, I like ice cream. I don't like whipped cream, though. And I know whipped cream is a popular topping on ice cream and milkshakes. I think the consistency <laughs> and the temperature of it, it's just weird. You know, like I'm always asking, hey, I'll take a large milkshake, no whipped cream. And if they give me whipped cream, yeah. I kind yeah. of pull off to the side and find a garbage can. I kind of dump it out. So, I, you know, and, and, and to be completely transparent, off the top of my head, I don't know what the average age is um, regarding benefits. You know, I'm, obviously, you can start as early as 62. The age-based increases okay. stop at 70. But, you know, it just, it just worries me when people want to know what do most people do because, you know, that doesn't, you know, you know most people, like I said, may like whipped cream and I can't stand it. So... All right. Well, that that makes sense. The uh, benefits, though, do increase the longer you hold off accessing them, right? Right. So the benefits are going to be based on how much you had worked and paid into the system, but they're also going to be based on how old you are when you take the benefits. So you can get that ball rolling as early as 62, which would guarantee you to receive the check as soon as, you know, as soon as possible. It would guarantee that you get the most checks overall, but you are going to be locked into a lower rate the earlier you start. So the main question most people have to consider is the one 
thing, like I said, that we can't really help you with directly when. When on that timeline or your life do you feel it's appropriate for you to take the benefit? But, you know, in all honesty, I think a lot of people doubt their own ability to make financial decisions. You know, if you think about it real quick, and I'm not going to get on a soapbox, if you're old enough for Social Security retirement benefits, you've probably been working for a number of decades. Statistically, you've probably raised children or nieces or nephews. You've bought homes. You've changed jobs. You've gotten married. You maybe have fought for our country. You've made a lot of decisions before. This is just another one of them. You you have the tools inside of you to make the best decision, though. That's true. We've been adulting for decades. So certainly this isn't something that we can't figure out or, you know, work with a financial advisor to figure out what's best for us. I did have one question. This came up. We were (laughs) I was with a group of friends and we had a debate. And I, I, I suppose I could have gone online and found out the answer. But uh, if you're married and your spouse dies, do you get your spouse's Social Security benefits if you also have them? Like, how does that work with married couples? Okay, so what you're talking about is what we consider survivor benefits. So, um, you know, the listeners need to be aware that those benefits are gender neutral. There is no, you know, there is no benefit specifically for wives or specifically for husbands. It is a gender neutral benefit. So when it comes to survivor benefits, you as the surviving spouse need to be at least 60 years old or 50 and disabled unless you have children that are under the age of 16 or children that are disabled before turning 22. Uh, If the marriage ended because of divorce, you need to have been married for at least 10 consecutive years before you got divorced. If the marriage ended because of the person's passing, in most instances, you need to be married for at least nine months, unless due to the laws of your state, you weren't legally allowed to get married prior to nine months uh, of the passing of your spouse. So let's say marriage equality didn't come to your state until six months, you know, yeah, okay. so let's say, yeah, six months before your spouse passed away, but you had every intent, if you could have gotten married to get married, but to answer your, your main question, if your late spouse's benefit is okay. greater than yours, so you're getting $1,000 and your late spouse is getting $1,900, if you're at your full retirement age or older, you can apply for those survivor benefits, which would increase your benefit to match the benefit of your now late spouse. So you would go from getting the $1,000 to the 1900 because they were getting a larger benefit. You're not going to get their full benefit on top of what you're already receiving, though. Yeah. So I needed you around the next time I have a patio gathering and we're talking about Social Security, because <laughs> that was our big question. What are some of the uh, misconceptions people have about Social Security? I mean, what, what, are, what are they just way off base about that you're try- you'd like to clear up? I would just say maybe people don't realize that we don't know as much about them as they assume, you know, that we do, you know, when you contact or apply for social security, I mean, yeah, you know, we can pull up your record and see when you were born and parents' names and whatnot, but we don't know your marital situation. We don't know what your work plans are. We probably don't know where you live or your phone number. So, you, you know, the lines of communication have to be moving in both directions. You know, don't don't sit there and assume, well, Social Security will figure out what I'm doing. We we probably won't. So, 
you know, it, it's your responsibility as the applicant to be as descriptive as possible regarding your situation. Hey, I plan on applying, you know, I'm one apply for my benefits here, here are my work plans, here's how much money I expect to make this year. And also it, it's up to you as the applicant to recontact this yeah. if something changes. You know, if you applied for benefits and told us you were going to make $30,000, but, you know, you realize, like, wait a minute, that that was maybe a lowball estimate. You want to call us back with the new estimate so that we avoid potentially overpaying or maybe even underpaying someone. If you get married or your marriage ends, if, you know, if you leave the country, like, you you, you have a, a list of reporting responsibilities when you change banks. That's nothing. We... You know, we have no idea when you change financial institutions unless you told us, you know, directly that that um, address change that you may fill out at the post office. That doesn't change your address okay. with Social Security. So, you know, you, you need to recontact us when major events occur in your life. Let's say I want to I want to apply to get my Social Security benefits. How do I have to give you a warning? Do I have to warn you that I'm. I'm going to be drawing on this or, or what's the time frame for that? Whenever you contact me, I would love to have a warning so I can get mentally prepared. Um, no, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, you know, whenever we say that a person can usually get the ball rolling three to four okay. months before they want the benefits to start. So, you know, let's say a person wants to you know start collecting their benefits or have their month of entitlement to benefits be January. Well, then, you know, September, October would be a perfectly fine time to apply for benefits, get all your ducks in a row, especially if you need time to maybe get a marriage certificate or a divorce decree or, um, you know, you know, military discharge papers. Once it goes back to that, we don't know as much about the American public as the public assumes we do. You know, you see a lot of movies and TV shows and well, the government knows what I had for breakfast today and what yeah. pair of pants I'm going to wear tomorrow. I, we don't. I mean, unless they're going to be pleated khaki pants, we just don't know. So something else popped up that we were I was talking about with some friends is if I draw on social security, I can't also be working my job, right? There's a limit to how much extra income I can earn in addition to social security. Is that right? Well, yeah, you, you can, a person can be working and receiving uh, social security benefits. Now there are limits to how much a person can work and earn and receive benefits is going to be dependent on the person's age that year and these limits usually change annually so for example in 2022 if a person is already above their full retirement age you know you can work and earn whatever you want to and collect benefits there's no earnings limit if a person is not going to reach their full retirement age in 2022 then the limit if they're going to work the entire year the annual limit is nineteen thousand five hundred and sixty dollars and if a person is going to reach their full retirement age in 2022, then the annual limit is 51960 in the months before they reach that age. And I know that's a lot to digest, and these numbers change every year. I would say this, part-time, full-time, those are really non-concepts okay. for the most part when it comes to us, because you might be... Full time in some sure, industries, sure. and maybe make twenty five grand. 
you could be part-time right. in a more lucrative right. industry and make 50 grand. So uh, uh, when, when you apply for benefits, we're going to ask you, are you still working? And if okay. so, how much do you expect to make? Please don't say, oh, I don't know. You just, <laughs> you, you'll figure it out. No, we, once again, you're the adult in the room as well. And we need you to have a good idea of, of how much money you think you're going to make. Now, when we say wages, we're talking about gross earned wages as an employee or net profits from self-employment. Last question before I get to my concluding questions with for you. What is there a question I didn't ask you, Brandon, that you, you're thinking when you hang up or whenever we, we end this, you're going to say, boy, I can't believe Marie didn't ask me this question about Social Security. Is there something I skipped over? You know, the thing that, yeah, well, the, I say the thing that probably drives most of the foot traffic to us or generates a lot of calls is people needing the replacement oh, okay. Social Security card. So first off, I would say, please, if possible, don't carry your card with you at all times. There's probably no reason on a day-to-day basis to have it with you. We would suggest keeping it in a safe place with the other documents. But if you do need to get a replacement Social Security card for yourself, if there's no change in the name or anything like that, you can request a replacement Social Security card via the My Social Security account ssa.gov slash my account. If you need to make changes to your name, maybe you got married or divorced, legal name change, something like that, you can fill out the information on our website. Just go to ssa.gov and click on where it says social security number or card. And then it'll give you 45 days to bring in the documentation to your office. So if you're doing a legal name change, you can fill out the application online, but then you'd still physically bring in, you know, your ID and the name change documentation. But once you get the card, please keep it in a safe place. It is free of charge. Please be careful if you see anything or read anything where it says, hey, look, for a small fee, we'll help you get your social security card. Don't give them any information. Don't give them any money. It's free of charge through social security. All of us at one point in our lives has realized that, wow, I should have taken better care of my social security card. You know, when you're young, you don't realize, at least I didn't, that it was that vital, that it was a big deal to not lose it or, you know, let it get all beat up. But I'm much more, after replacing it, I'm much more respectful of my social security card. So thank you for that. I want to conclude with three questions that I ask all my guests. And partly these questions are a little selfish because I'm always looking for new things to read and watch. But what are you reading right now? Are you reading anything good? I'm a big mystery thriller fan. Um, I caught the bug 20, 25 years ago. uh, After I got out of college, I took a road trip with my parents. We went to Philadelphia. And I've always been a, a big James Bond fan. And I saw some 007 novels and I picked them up at a mall. Um, thing I just finished is a book by um, an author called, his name is Greg, G-R-E-G-G, Hurwitz. Um, it, the, the name of the book is called Dark Horse. It's the latest in a series um, by a, a sort of a former uh, assassin uh, by the name of Evan Smoke. He's known as uh, Orphan X. So if Ooh. you're somebody who's into sort of mystery thrillers, action with a wee bit of gratuitous violence, 
the Orphan X series by Greg Hurwitz is is pretty good. I'm always interested to hear about what people are reading. What are you watching or what are you streaming or what are you looking forward to watching or streaming? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up streaming because it seems like every I'm always uh, using one of the numerous services that we're paying for. Um, I resisted it for the longest time. We do have Apple TV Plus, and I couldn't get past the first episode for the longest, but I finally, you know, decided to watch. And I fell in love with Ted Lasso. Yes. So if you have Apple TV Plus or have the ability to watch it, 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 the show is so good. It's made me start to pay attention to actual English oh. Premier League football <laughs> has become sort of a de facto Love it. Ma- Manchester City and Arsenal fan because both of those uh, football clubs have a documentary on okay. uh, Amazon Prime that sort of followed them both for a season. They both have these very interesting managers. So uh, Ted Lasso is something I really enjoy. I'm looking forward to season three. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid at heart, so I do like a lot of the stuff that's on Disney plus you okay. know she hulk and a lot of the marvel stuff but as far as my guilty pleasure yeah. on regular tv i'm still a sucker for law and order svu i love especially the older episodes you know i love the, the chemistry between benson and stabler <laughs> nice. and ice tea on there you know if i'm you know if i'm washing dishes and i turn on the tv and there's a there's a you know a marathon yeah. i'm sitting there for a couple <laughs> hours till my football's asleep so Ted Lasso and Law and Order SVU work for me. I thought Ted Lasso was a perfect pandemic uh, series to watch, and I, I like the the kindness and it. It's I, it's made me try to be a little nicer. <laughs> if that if that sounds odd, but I I just yeah I really really like Ted Lasso a lot. Yeah, the show is very it's, it's very positive. It's very upbeat, and it, it it it's not buffoonish. Like they don't insult your intelligence and. Uh, you know, Jason Sudeikis, you know, and then and the guy that plays Roy Kent. I mean, they, they earned those Emmys. Uh, it's a great show. It's a really good show. What would you tell your 20-year-old self? As a 47-year-old that is a little bit rounder in the middle than he wants to be and has slight arthritis in his hip and his knee, I would tell my 20-year-old self to, you know, continue to exercise, find some physical activity that you're passionate about that won't feel like work, be it walking, running, biking, basketball, something. I would I would watch what I eat if I was 20 year old and kind of get on that habit. And I would oh. I would take more risks. You know, life is short. I'm not I'm not saying let me, you know, swim with, you know, sharks or anything like that. I'm not that much. But I, I would take more yeah, I would I would I would take more risks and last thing is especially for young men, go to therapy. Um, men, unfortunately, we suppress a lot and a lot of uh, things come out from us as anger, but that anger is really a defensive mechanism for sadness, anxiety, embarrassment. And I would say, you know, get into it. I mean, assuming you have the insurance or have someone to talk, and I don't mean talking to your cousin, I mean an actual therapist uh, to resolve any past trauma in your life or to maybe prevent something just so that you and make sure you just love yourself, especially, I mean, young men and young women, of course, but I, I'm speaking from the respect of a once young man. Um, you got to love yourself um, and you, 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 you got to talk to somebody to make sure that your your mental health is, is, is going as well as your physical health. And I want to thank you for, for joining me and for 
for, well, for sharing that and also for giving us great information about Social Security. If you want to read back issues of Northeast Ohio Boomer Magazine or read uh, one of our talented bloggers and our columnists, including Brandon P. Smith's Social Security and You blog, just hop on over to NortheastOhioBoomer.com. Thanks for joining us. I want to thank our guest and I want to thank our sponsor, Greater Cleveland Volunteers, celebrating 50 years of connecting people to volunteer opportunities.